Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to the froth. A place to let your brain slip into something more comfortable. A spa break for the mind. Are you sitting frothily? Then we'll begin. I'm comedian husband Rod Gilbert. I'm comedy writer wife Shan Harris. <laughs> That's Rosie, a dog. And this is. <laughs> the Froth. This week's podcast was recorded in our basement in London. Our special guest is Lloyd Langford, who joined us remotely, and Barry, as always, is producing. Be warned, there is some occasional fruity language and content. The headlines this week. With a flip, a flop, the flippy to the floppy, the flip, 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 flip a flop, flop, and you flip, don't flip, stop a rock until you've shagged. 126 flip. pairs of flip flops, apparently. <laughs> yes, man arrested for shagging 126 pairs of flip flops. It's a sandal scandal, and we've got the scoop. Lloyd Langford releases new single in time for Christmas. Forget about the virus with Citrus Cyrus. We call top TV chef Cyrus Toddywaller, OBE, to ask him a question about lemons that will blow your mind. If life gives you lemons, Lloyd Langford shows us what he does when life or a greengrocer gives him lemons. And fly me to the moon and let me dream amongst the stars. Rod puts Sean and Lloyd through a fly quiz when two flies are caught shagging. Fly style. Those were the headlines. Right, okay, before we get uh, Lloyd Langford, special guest this week on air, it is uh, time for the social media. <laughs> what have our listeners got to say this week? Well, we've had more emails. Right, let's assume the social media response was rubbish. <laughs> And go straight to our new email facility, for which I have okay. very high hopes. Okay. Yeah. Ready okay. for this? I'm ready, yeah. Hi, I'm Keith, oh 41. God. Jesus. Uh, somebody, <laughs> listen, this is Keith, this isn't, a, this isn't a dating. <laughs> it is, it's a blind date. I'm Keith, 41. Okay. From Chesterfield. Right. Firstly, love the show, in brackets, not sarcastically. Oh, okay. Secondly, Don't Rod... Yeah. You are the best person on the show. 
Keith. <laughs> you, my boy. You changed it to you. Back. Well, listen, I knew as soon as he said his name, we were from Chesterfield, I knew he was going to be on the money. Well done, Keith. As soon as he said he was 41, that's your yeah. group, isn't it? The, cr- the that's Chesterfield, your audience. The, the spire in Chesterfield may be crooked, but Keith is straight <laughs> as an arrow. Sean's laugh is brilliant. Right? Thank you very much. Barry is cool, but mental. <laughs> Brackets. Never got that from his mum. That is sarcastic, if you didn't notice. Yes. Barry's mum's got a feature where she's obsessed with her cuddly monkeys. It's called Apes of Froth. She's a character. Yes. You know what that means. And thirdly, even though it's not thirdly, it's fourthly, surely. Right. And thirdly, I once had a poo so big, I blocked the loo in a hotel in Western Supermare. <laughs> right? I got it. It goes on. God, it really has improved. The email, the email facility really has improved it's, the quality. It really enhanced the show, I think. Did we not say last week? <laughs> we had one email. We launched the email facility for Series 2. We had one email, and it was about, if I remember rightly... I don't it was, remember. Well, I'll remember. I'll remind you now. It was about somebody who had shut themselves and thrown into a, thrown up into a sink at the same time and called it an ant and death. Which is great. Which did amuse us. But then we said, look, can we at least try and have some emails that aren't about poo? <laughs> Be honest with me, and I'm going to ask you, only ask you this once. Is that the only email we've got this week? No, we've had a few others, but they're all about poo. All of them? Yeah. Every email is about poo? Yeah. Yeah, to be fair... So Keith says, Rod's the best, Sean's got a good laugh, Barry's a character, and he had a poo so big, what? He blocked the toilet in a, in a hotel in Western <laughs> Thanks for that, Keith. <laughs> Hang on, I haven't elaborated on Thanks the Western Thanks for that, Keith. Oh, there's more. Oh, there's loads more. Listen to this. The blockage was so bad... <laughs> there's more. <laughs> Hang on, the blockage was so bad, it wipes out all of the loos. So he's in the present tense now. We're there with him. In oh, God, he's Zuma. a storytelling genius, isn't he? He on knows the, how to bring it to life. <laughs> on the second floor of the hotel. Okay, I've got, I can picture it. Right? Yeah. A team of drainage people had to be called to the premises. Long, like, long story short. Like, <laughs> long, it's not a long story short. It is long. It goes Keith, on for loads Keith, more. Keith, this is no story. <laughs> Somehow... Email to us for no reason. This isn't a long story short. There is no story. You had a shit. It blocked the toilet. No, wait. It's, it gets much funnier. Hang <laughs> on. Long story short, they had to put some kind of air pump to force the blockage from the pipes by a release valve on the side outside the hotel, right? And my... This is brilliant. Oh, Keith. What's this for creative Keith. creativity, right? And my... Massive torpedo <laughs> fired out and hit the adjoining wall. No, it. <coughs> listen to this. Listen to this. No, it didn't. Followed Keith. by, darling. Listen to this. Followed by the paperwork. Not sure what he. What does he? What does that mean? The the paperwork. And listen to this. Wait. Does he mean? Wait a minute. <laughs> does he? So he had a poo in a toilet in Western Supermare. It, it blocked the loo. Blocked Next it. thing he knows, there's a team outside a team with pumps and lorries. There's drainage experts. Right. right. And they, they blow it back into the hotel. With, with some kind of valve. Right. Like a, with air. They blow it back. In, it comes out of his, back out of his toilet, into yeah. his room. Along, Torpedoes oh. against an adjoining wall. Do you think maybe they went... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the team of people have been called out to deal with this. Thought, I'm not going back in that room. We'll put the paperwork in the pump and just set fire it into his room. <laughs> from <here. laughs> Do you think they can you, you sign it and send it back? <laughs> S- sign it and flush it back down the loo oh, for us. God. Listen to this. It's so. Oh, right. Keith. Hang on. Keith, Keith, Keith. 
My massive torpedo. Can I just check? You know when you said Keith 41 from... Uh, yeah. Where was it? Chesterfield. <laughs> did, it, did it say single after that? <laughs> Not for much longer. <laughs> Listen to this. My massive torpedo fired out, hit the adjoining wall, followed by the paperwork and followed by a massive rat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now it's like the... <laughs> It's like the conveyor belt on the generation game now. So hang on. What's next? A food processor? So they, when they blew Come that on, out, Keith. a huge rat came out as <laughs> no, well. I, I mean, I, I don't believe it. It all this exploded story. on impact and went all over the hotel manager's car. What, in <laughs> his room? It's in his room, I think it's at go. the side of the hotel. What's the hotel manager's car doing in your room, Keith? <laughs> In my defence, I don't remember passing... In my defence. In my defence, I don't remember passing the rat. <laughs> <laughs> kind regards, Keith. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Fair play. The email facility has really helped, hasn't it? With the quality of correspondence. Special guest this week. Let's get on our special guest this week. We've seen him before. There he is. We can see him now on Zoom. There he is, hoving into view in lockdown, all the way from <laughs> Melbourne, Australia, weighing in at 13 approximate stone feet. Size <laughs> what? Massive. Massive feet. What size feet are you, Lloyd? 12 and a half. I've grown a half. 12 and a half. You've grown a half? What, in Australia? What, your feet have grown on lockdown, Lloyd? Uh, I don't know. It might be to do with being in a different hemisphere. I'm not quite sure how it works scientifically. I think, you know, when you fly yeah, over, it. your feet swell up on the plane. How long have you been there now? <laughs> I wish I'd invested in a pair of flight socks. <laughs> how but long also, have you been in Australia now? Uh, since February. So about they seven should've... months. They yeah, should have gone down. Have, they should have Or maybe they were even bigger when he arrived. <laughs> they no, should it, definitely have settled down. It's now. water that goes the other way in Australia, isn't it? Not feet size. <laughs> it doesn't go up. Yeah, water swirls down the bath a different way, doesn't it, in Australia? Is that true, Lloyd? Water doesn't, doesn't swirl yet. down my bath because my feet block the plug off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do you want the news then? Oh, Is yes, the big please. news we, this week, Lloyd? We don't have it here. Right, well, we don't have this kind of news, I'll tell you that. Forget the serious, depressing news cycle. This is the Froth Podcast, this week's main story. How do you feel about flip-flops, uh, Sharp? I love them. How do you feel about them, Lloyd? Well, with his feet. Uh, I, I, I don't trust them. Actually, that's a good point. What with your new feet? Uh, can, <laughs> can you even wear flip-flops? Lloyd, do you have to wear like a display model that they put up in shops? My the feet, st- they spill over the edge, you know, like, sort of like a muffin top. <laughs> But for feet. They must do in flip-flops. Your massive feet now. They must just sort of bulge out the side like uncooked bread. Like just, Yeah. Just. <laughs> I wasn't planning on being in Australia for this amount of time, so I didn't actually bring my flip-flops. Oh, you can I, buy I some. Any. Lloyd, you can buy some for like £2. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. $2, mate. Your fat crisis of Your thongs. They call them thongs, don't they? They do call them thongs. I bet you've had some fun with that. <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you buy a picture? So you've been in Australia seven months. You forgot. To, you didn't take your flip-flops with you because you didn't think you were going to stay there on lockdown this long. Yeah. Now, surely you can buy a pair of flip-flops while you're out there, Lloyd. Mate, the weather at the moment is very inclement, despite the fact that we're going into spring. It was snowing today in parts of Victoria. Was it? Was it? Yeah, definitely not flip-flop or thong weather. Bloody hell. And I'm using both not. meanings <laughs> of the word thong. 
<laughs> what if what do Australians call thongs? Oh, I, as in you mean I, the pants? Yeah, as in yeah, stringy pants. It's just probably pedals. something Sex crude pants? like arse splitters or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you really get into it, Australia, aren't you? <laughs> you enjoy yourself. Anyway, on with the news. Man with shoe fetish stole 126 flip flops so he could have sex with them. What? I know. You curious? I've it's all s- a, a flip flop is all sort of a gap, isn't it? Not to get too crude. It's, it's pretty much <laughs> not to get too. You may as well. You may as well try and fuck the wind. <laughs> that sounds like a brilliant ballad that you should definitely release. Fuck the wind. You might as well fuck. <laughs> You might as well, bracket, fuck the wind. <laughs> no, you, I mean, where they've got like, uh, why, what shoe would you fuck then if you had to? Oh, this is weird. <laughs> oh, like a moccasin or we something. With a, oh, a moccasin's a good one. Yeah. That is actually yeah. a brilliant one. That is a good one. That's a great one. That is a good or an egg, maybe, as I'm in Australia. An egg. An egg. <laughs> an egg. Or an egg or an boot. Yeah, it's too warm. That is yeah, it is. It was no. foolish. <laughs> That would be a bit foolish, I think. too hot to put your... Yeah. You'd want to, like, a nice, uh, you know... I guess it's different for you. You'd want, like, a silky shoe. Yeah, well, you're not going to... Ballet pump. ...shove an ugg in there, are you? (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Well, we were talking from a... We were talking from a male point uh, of view, I think. Yeah. Oh, right. Well, I'm not doing male. It, doing it with a casual sex with a moccasin. This or is maybe, f- maybe for a woman, then, I don't know, like a winkle picker or something? Nah. Something with a... Nah. Stiletto? With a, nah. With a tapered end. No, you want something bulbous. A welly? Oh, Dr. Martin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a welly. Thanks, Barry. A welly. Barry is on the wavelength of women. <laughs> yeah. That's You're right, sisters. A... <laughs> 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 welly? Yeah. How is he um, utilising these uh, flip-flops then? Never mind that. I, I was wasn't... I'm going to have sex with a welly. That's what I want to know. We've got three. I'm going to go, actually, hold on. Hold the fort. <laughs> Yeah, not with my Don't go get some wellies. That's weird. <laughs> He's gonna get some wellies now. Well, series two is taking a turn for the blue. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's ah, mine. Yeah, that... Rod's just placed a wellie on the uh, on the table. Well, yeah. <laughs> what you want to do it with somebody else's wellie? Yeah, spice it up a bit. Was well, it weird doing it with your own wellie? Is yeah. it? Yeah. It's just masturbation. I'm not a loser. <laughs> so Lloyd would have sex with a moccasin. Sean a wellie. <laughs> what about you, Kenneth? Casual sex, definitely a moccasin. You wouldn't call it afterwards? If it was a relationship. <laughs> you wouldn't hold him? <laughs> if it was a relationship, I don't know. No? Yeah. I'll have to rethink that. <laughs> I don't mind an egg boot. Hey, you're using all my choices. <laughs> well, it's not, I'm not doing the same boot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hey, Lloyd, would you finish? Pass me the... Two blokes, one boot. (laughs) (laughs) Two blokes, one egg. What a weird film. (laughs) (laughs) Fair, the original film's quite weird. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Two girls, one cup. Two blokes, one egg. (laughs) I'd I'd watch that on lockdown. They're not making it. They're not making much anymore on TV. What? No, I mean, imagine we'd have a low budget. (laughs) (laughs) How much is an egg boot? Quite expensive. (laughs) What if it's just one? I've got I've got some egg boots here. Go and get them. Have you? All right. Yeah, wait a sec. They're just in the in my uh, in my cupboard. What are, are they? In your in your pants and your trousers. <laughs> Hang on. Lloyd's gone to his cupboard. Lloyd's gone in his own cupboard. We can see. Here he comes. He's back got... in his, gone to his shoe cupboard. Oh, there we go. That's all egg. 
Oh, I can see. Yeah, they do look a bit warm. It does look a bit warm in there. Yes, snug, I would describe it as. Yeah. Lloyd, are they yours? That yes, Anne snug. bought them for me for my birthday. Although, Aww. look at that. It's quite sexy in there. Lloyd's <laughs> just giving us a flash of his uh, inside his egg boot. It was quite... Ooh. It was a bit, wasn't it? I'm feeling it a bit. Now then, Therapat Klaya, that's his name. What? 24. He's from Thailand. Therapat Klaya, 24, was arrested after dozens of complaints from neighbours whose shoes had gone missing. <laughs> Theropat Clyer, that's the man if you remember, 24, has a fetish for flip-flops and was found with a staggering 126 pairs. Wow. Oh, 126 pairs that he had pinched from locals in Nonthaburi, central Thailand, police said. Officers identified Clyer. <laughs> How do you think they identified him? Because he had his, his knob in house... a flip-flop. <laughs> Did his house look like a bouncy castle? He what? Did his house look like a bouncy castle? And there were like loads of discarded flip-flops yeah. everywhere. They thought, this man's either got a bouncy castle. <laughs> or a bowling alley. A flip-flop fetish. <laughs> Officers identified Clyde using footage from CCTV set up, out, set up outside his latest alleged victim's home. When they searched oh, the man's a sting home, operation. Yeah. When they, when they searched the man's home, they found his sprawling collection of shoes. Didn't even have them tidily on shelves. Uh, they found his sprawling collection of shoes that he claimed he had been collecting for more than two years. Clyer said he would wear them around his home as it turned him on. He allegedly told officers that after several hours of wearing the flip-flops, he would start cuddling <laughs> and kissing. Uh, that's how it starts. Then he'd strip off and rub them on his body oh, man. before having full sex with them. Wow. <laughs> I, it sounds more like a compulsion, this, like he's gone beyond fetish. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a very fine line, though, isn't it? He can't stop himself, so, you know, well, and if you think about he it, hasn't, really, He hasn't said that. He well, says, he's not hurting... He's not hurting anyone, is he? Really? Well, if you yeah, think about the people it. who've lost their sh- their flip flops. Yeah, but yeah, it's, I mean, all it's the people boon, walking around barefoot. It's a boon to the local shoe shop. <laughs> <laughs> He's stimulating the economy as well as his own genitalia. <laughs> <laughs> Police said his collection included dozens of different brands. Oh brands yeah, of flip flops. Oh, like what fit flops. Oh, deep. you can get those posh ones. What are no, the what, the what are the trendy ones everybody was wearing a few sturdy. years ago? They're quite sturdy. Havana's, they're flip-flops. Well, that's the one. What are they? Havana's, I think. That's them. Havana's. That's it. Police said his his collection included dozens of different brands, sizes and colours of shoes, all of them well-worn. The vast... He's not interested in new ones. The vast array of footwear was laid out in front of the police station as part of a press conference on Monday. (laughs) 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 <laughs> you There's don't need no to need see them that seems no. a bit unnecessary doesn't it they've no laid the, pre- the press and laid them out for the photographs are they all in bags <laughs> i don't know it would have been very difficult for him then as he was being led into the police station seeing all of the yeah. flip-flops out in the yeah <laughs> out all, in the all wild his previous loves <laughs> all the flip-flops <laughs> i've loved before <laughs> does it say if he had a preference for uh for left or right is he a flip or a flop man We'll find out. <laughs> Locals complained. 
Locals complained about their shoes going missing, with CCTV footage outside his latest target's home identifying Clyre. Clyre was arrested on Sunday in Nonthaburi, Central Thailand, for stealing more than 100 pairs of flip-flops. Do people in Thailand leave flip-flops outside the house? Is that how he's doing it? Sometimes. I don't think it's a rule. No, because in my house, as in, you know, he'd have to go into like an attic and get my holiday clothes down. I imagine he would have moved on to the next door neighbour rather than. (laughs) No, he loves the thrill of the chase. Rubbing through your attic, looking for your summer shoes. Looking for my summer shoes. (laughs) I think it is probably easier to come across flip flops in Thailand than it it is in West Wales. (laughs) You would leave them outside, wouldn't you? Because you just kick them off when you get to the house. Yeah, or just inside the door, possibly. (laughs) Yeah, actually a good thing. We need to look at the CCTV footage. That's what we did. Someone's put CCTV up because of flip-flops. <laughs> <laughs> I think in, in Asia, generally, people um, leave their shoes outside, outside and actually, understandably, think we're animals for walking around inside our house yeah. with our outside shoes on. Oh, totally. I, I think it's the absolute opposite walking around with shoes on. What it's the opposite mean? of being an animal. <laughs> <laughs> it's I'll one be of the 100%. things that separates us, I find. <laughs> I'll be one hundred percent honest with you, right? If the if the Thai police had contacted me and said, "Look, we got some news for you," you know, you lost your flip flops. What happened is this guy he is sexually attracted to flip flops. He stole them from your doorstep. He took them home. He cuddled them for a while. Then he got naked, and then he had full blown penetrative sex with them. <laughs> I'd go, fair enough. <laughs> I don't want him back. Just keep <laughs> him. You can keep him. Just keep best him. Best of luck to him. Yeah. Yeah. What if they were your best ones? Even then, I think. How your Sunday you flip-flops. <laughs> <laughs> How much are you, you know, all the harmful people, all the harmful things people get addicted to, uh, yeah. you know, pornography or drugs or whatever. Right. Or okay. Okay, let me put this to you. So. You come home, uh, you come out your door to put your flip-flops on. You're in Thailand, right? Yeah. Okay, you're, you're a Thai person. You're a local. You come out, a big stretch. They go, oh, I'm off to work now. I'll put my flip-flops on. Oh, they've gone. Police come around. Oh, you wonder about your flip-flops? It's this guy. <laughs> it's this guy. I'll tell you what, exactly what he's doing. What's he done with it? What's he done with my flip-flops? Where are they? <laughs> he's, he's, he's cuddled them. He's kissed them. And he's stripped off, rubbed them, and then he's had full penetrative sex with them. You go... Oh, fair enough. I can have, as you just said, fair enough. Okay. Next day, yeah. Lloyd, you come out again. You bought a new pair of flip flops. Now you can't get. Keep them indoors. You look down. Yeah. My flip flops are gone again. How many what? times before you're going to start going? How many days in a row your flip flops go missing before you're going to go have enough of this? He won't be interested in one day old flip flops. He wants them well worn. Yeah, I hope he would have, have been seen offended Lloyd's after the first. He fucking day. destroys a pair of flip flops <laughs> in half an hour. Lloyd does with his feet. Oh, he'd love Lloyd's flip flops. <laughs> he'd be. Look, after the first day and the police come around, then he's got to be in custody or whatever. The, then my flip flops would be safe on the doorstep. And That's I'll tell you what, there was thing. a flaw. In, there was a flaw in my in my model in there. If 128 pairs of flip flops are getting nicked, and in my local community, I reckon once the 20th or 21st pair have been stolen, I think I'm not Sherlock Holmes, but I'm going to put two and two together here. Someone stealing flip flops and bring them inside the safety of the house. <laughs> safety the safety of the Lloyd, house. Lloyd, your, your flip flops wouldn't fit on your doorstep. <laughs> they'd be like you, you, you'd be having you'd be having local cats come along and using it as a diving board. <laughs> Someone's left two canoes outside. 
your flip-flops, Lloyd, is where he stashes all his stolen flip-flops so nobody sees them. <laughs> he was going to use your yeah. flip-flops as a getaway raft. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to this guy? Claire admitted three charges of theft and snatching, possessing a digital transceiver without permission. Not sure what that's about. And... <laughs> and violating the coronavirus curfew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I tell you what, the rules have not been clear, have they? They really haven't. The messaging from government, one minute it's going to work, next minute it's stay at home. They have not been clear on how, whether you're allowed clear. to fuck flip-flops. <laughs> I'd be really happy if I'd stolen 128 pairs of flip-flops and I got charged with three counts of theft. <laughs> yeah. One and you what was it? Using a transistor radio. One possessing a digital <laughs> Where's think, that come from? I think from? it's like a CB. Listening to AM. Yeah, that's the other thing. You'd actually listen to Test Match special while he's doing it. <laughs> it is funny that he's fucked 128 pairs of flip flops, but there is a darker side to the story. Of course there's a darker side. Oh, listen, this, there's all sorts of layers with this story. It's been done for violating the coronavirus curfew. I mean, I mean, ironically, if the government hadn't flip-flopped on their messaging so much, we wouldn't be in this mess. <laughs> <laughs> there's a metaphor this is for the whole thing. Is he going to be on a list now? I tell you what he's going to be on. What, on a reg- on a, on a, on a flip-flop? On a, on a yeah, flip-flop in Clark's. <laughs> Don't let this guy anywhere near the shop front. Uh, do you want to hear some of the comments? Oh, God. Do we? We've got a usual array of comments. Oh, God. Comments underneath the story online, Lloyd. Do you want to hear some of these? Yeah. We've got yeah, a, few go little, uh, a few little jokes. Oh. Obtuse comments. Of course. Uh, what else have we got? Oh, right. Okay, here we go. Uh, <laughs> perhaps he wanted to slip into something more comfortable, says uh, Chods. Doesn't make sense. His sex life was a flop. <laughs> 27 laughing emojis. He's <laughs> <laughs> always one overthinker, isn't it? That's a lot of sex. Should I even be wondering about the time scale? <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, oh, this is quite good. It could take some time to become experienced at having satisfactory sex with flip-flops. <laughs> It's best to start with trainers. <laughs> <laughs> and then, as always on the internet, there's always one who sort of misses the whole point and goes, flip-flops, they're not real shoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's time for um, Froth of the Week. Okay. Froth of the Week, if you remember from Series 1, Froth of the Week is uh, where I choose three, three frothy stories and your job, Lloyd and Sean, is to um, choose which one of those uh, frothy stories you think is the frothiest, uh, i.e. The, the worst non-story, and um, choose a winner. So your three frothy stories coming up. Hang on. Okay. Frothy story number one this week um, is... That we have all been squeezing lemons wrong. And I, courtesy of this news story, am about to tell you how it's done. I could have told you that, though. What? I have definitely been squeezing them wrong. I can't do it. Okay, well, this... <laughs> hang <laughs> in there, because this is going to be right up your street. Okay. Uh, second story, frothy story, is that uh, the pa- paleontologists have unearthed a piece of amber containing two flies having it off. Frozen in the act of having it off 40 to 42 million years ago. Frozen in time. And then your... That's actually quite a good story, that. (laughs) And then your third frothy story is that a quarter of Britain's pets eat chips. A quarter? (laughs) Yeah. Yes, a quarter, Sean. A quarter of pets, British pets, good old British pets, uh, get given chips. I'd have thought it. it was more than a quarter. More than a quarter. Rosie, Rosie got given them. chips on the weekend. I was in, having a pub meal outside, socially distancing, with Rosie, and yeah. everyone around kept throwing their chips at Rosie. She had loads of them. Yeah. How many times were we up in the night? I know you were up once. I was up four times. Explosive diarrhea all over the. I don't lawn. think that was the chips, though. I think that was the gone-off fish we gave her. <laughs> Sounds more <laughs> like. Give it. She, exactly. Basically, she had fish and chips. The, the fish was completely gone off and rotten. Yeah. And st- yeah. Oh. No, but she's usually all right with that kind of thing. Yeah, I she would eats say dog tits. I don't think there'd be a dog in the United Kingdom that hadn't tasted the sweet tang of a chip. <laughs> yeah, but this is regular. British pets are regularly fed junk food. I can't say regularly, by the way. I'd have words. said it was more than quarter. The quarter. Would you? Yes. Would you be wrong? British pets are regularly fed junk food, despite vets warning it can seriously damage their health. If Rosie's explosive diarrhea. My uncle and auntie, we were talking about how pet care has come on in in years, right? And how it's better now. They used to give the the, box of black magic, the ones that they didn't like, to the sheepdog. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Not even the good ones. How bad is that for a dog? Box of chocolates. Yeah, black uh, magic. Bad, yeah, especially as chocolates are poisonous. Deadly. Poisonous. But they were fine. The dogs were fine. British pets are regularly fed junk food, despite pet vets warning it can seriously damage their health. A quarter of pet owners polled admitted to giving their furry friends chips uh, regularly, while 27% have dished up ice cream for their cats and dogs. Ice cream. The survey found about 15% of the nation's pets regularly eat pizza, with one in 20 enjoying a birthday cake. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. The survey of 1,000 cat and dog owners found that almost 3 in 10 pets 
nearly 30%, regularly sit down to a full roast dinner. <laughs> <laughs> sit down to? Yeah. With, the tri- the with all the trimmings? <laughs> it doesn't say anything about trimmings. It, a, when a full roast dinner is with all the trimmings, isn't it? That, how else would you describe it? It says sit down, regularly sit down to a full roast dinner with their owners. Yeah, I think my mum used to give the dog a uh, roast dinner. Yeah, my dad Sunday. does. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, so that's yeah, two out we... of four of us, yeah. It's just scraps. Yeah. Roast dinner scraps. But my dad actually like arranges it in the bowl like it's on our plate. <laughs> your dad, your dad is one of the people that we're laughing at here. <laughs> that, that your do- so your dog does actually sit down with Jeff, your dad, for a full roast dinner. He doesn't sit down. We haven't got a place him at the table, but he does get. Is like, he on if the we have a roast table? dinner, my dad will like sort of make him up like. Does he have yeah, a some of the le- does he have a glass of Lambrusco instead of wine? Like the cause like we, no, yeah, schlur. When we were little, we used to have a kids' table, and we used to have like red pop or Lambrusco if the adults are having wine. Has he got his own little sort of kids' table next to it, or does he have it on the floor? Which no, he's got you know he's got his own bowl and water bowl and everything. Like here's another one for your dad. Then one in ten are given a cooked breakfast most mornings. What? <laughs> most mornings. Oh, 14% eat crisps, it says here. Rosie does have the Rosie has crisps. loads of crisps. Yeah, she had a quaver on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> TV vet Paul Manktelau said, while feeding a small amount of appropriate human foods to pets can be okay, it's important to remember what they can have and what they should never be given. Unfortunately, he doesn't then say what they should never be given. Chocolate. Chocolate, onions. Peanuts. Penis? Peanuts. Oh, Oh, your penis is fine. Never give your dog penis. Okay. There we are. Okay. They call me the super vet. Uh, anyway, trick to squeeze lemons without a mess. Right, so we've all been squeezing lemons wrong. That's your next story. Yeah, but I know. Uh, how do you know you've been squeezing lemons Because I wrong? can't do it. Nutrition expert Jackie Bain, Bain shared a video of a simple method she uses to squeeze lemons. And it made hundreds of thousands of people realise they've been doing it wrong for years. Apparently, squeezing lemons is causing plenty of people a lot of stress in their lives. I've often wondered there's got to be a better way of squeezing a lemon. Have you not thought that? You sort of bisect it. You bisect it down the middle. Cut it in half. And then you grab the end like that and go like that. And, and bring your fingers together and get all the juice out. <laughs> I can't do it. You haven't got the strength. Too, yeah, they're too small. Sean Sh- hasn't got the strength. Like Shan... Barbie doll hands trying to do it. Yeah. <laughs> the major problem was highlighted when a nutritionist who posted a video showing her method of extracting lemon juice with zero mess saw the clip rack up more than 370,000 views. Oh, can I say something? Yeah, that's why we got you on. <laughs> does it does it involve first of all rolling the lemon on a hard surface? Because I sometimes do that. You push down on top of the lemon, and and break down all all of the inner fibres. Insane. <laughs> Lloyd, where did you hear that tip of, from? Of course, it doesn't involve doing that. You roll a, le- a lemon around to, to to get all the juice rolling. It's not a coconut. What, what do you mean? <laughs> you you. You basically put your hand up, put your put your weight on it on top of the lemon, and 
sort of <laughs> what, and, you, and, you, and you think that what just gets all the juices flowing inside no I see what you mean it breaks down it loosens, kind of it, it, loosens it up inside yeah, yeah. The, does um, it though does it the, the does structure it, the does lemon it loosen structure. the lemon yes yeah probably and it, does. I, it doesn't loosen the lemon juice inside it must do Right, I we mean, need I've, to. Uh, listen, works. we need somebody who knows about lemons. We need somebody who knows about food. We need a chef. That's what we need. Who do we know is a chef? I know chefs. <laughs> Jamie <laughs> Oliver. I don't know any chefs. I don't know any other. I know loads of chefs. I've done Sunday brunch. Oh with yeah, for, for Simon you, for yourself or for your dog. <laughs> the TV show. <laughs> I've done Sunday brunch, the TV show with Simon Rimmer. I've done I've done Saturday Kitchen with James. Dean Bradfield. Martin. J- James Martin. Monday eleven. I tell you, I tell you, I know, I know who'll know. Get, get, hey, I've done, I've done, I've done, I've worked with Cyrus Toddywalla, OBE, top TV chef, top restaurant in in the East End of London, Indian chef. Barry, let's get Cyrus Toddywalla on the bloody phone. He'll tell us whether <laughs> you can loosen the juice of a lemon by rolling it around on the table. Thank you so much for joining us. We've got very important questions for you. Yes. Wow. Very important questions. <laughs> you are, are you not an expert chef? Would I call myself an expert? I'm a good chef, I would say. You're expert a good chef. in certain things. How much do you know about <laughs> lemons? About lemons. lemons? Lemons. I know more about limes than lemons, but I do know a little bit about lemons as well. <laughs> okay, your phone's going to the background there, but I'm going to ask you this question. Lloyd Langford just said that before he juices a lemon, he rolls it around on the table and jiggles it about to loosen all the juice up. That's true. Is it? No. <laughs> do you do that? That's not true, Cyrus. Yeah. You put you put your weight on it and, and break up the inner fibres. Hey, don't put your weight on it, my friend. If you put your weight on it, it'll feel like a hippopotamus is sitting on it. <laughs> not, not all of my weight. But you know what? Instead of rolling it on a on a board or a counter, I prefer to roll it in my hands because I love the smell of the oil that comes oh. out in my palms. And it's great for the skin. So you squeeze it as hard as you can, soften it up. You get the nice feeling as well, you know. Oh, don't go into that, Cyrus. <laughs> I'm not going into It's not that kind of show. I wouldn't be able to do that. <laughs> so it does loosen the juices up if you roll it around a bit. It does loosen the juices up. And uh, <laughs> the best part is, did he tell you what he should do with the lemon after the juice is squeezed out? No. No. See? After the juice is squeezed out, chuck them in your dishwasher. It gives the dishes a lovely smell when they finish cook, when they finish washing. That is a wow. brilliant tip. That is a life hack. They We're going to do that. The only thing is, our dishwasher has been broken for two years. He's on it like he does. It's because it's full of lemons. <laughs> yeah. It's full of old lemons. <laughs> full of fruit. Yeah. Now let me tell you about. That wasn't why we rang you initially, right? This is on the internet. This lady has posted. A way of juicing lemons. Yeah. And the world is going crazy for it. The internet is going crazy. She's had hundreds of thousands of hits. Wow. Does she boil them first? No. <gasps> Why? Is that a good idea? No. Yes. People also put them in boiling water for a minute because some of the lemons are waxed to keep them longer in the cold room, etc. 
So yeah. to get the wax off, you plunge them into boiling water. The wax comes out. Then they become nicer to juice. Ah, oh. oh, it's not that. Okay, let's see what she says. But that's a great tip as well. Uh, can you have one more? You have one more guess what she does. Is to give it to a dog to play with it first. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a good guess. <laughs> I mean, this is the internet. <laughs> it's not that. Okay, it's a good guess. Tell us what she does, Rod. I'm going to tell you what she does. I'm going to show you a picture. Can you see what she does in the picture? Glasses on again, sir. Ah, she's put a skewer through it. She puts a skewer through one end right through it. She says, all you need is a metal skewer long enough to pierce a hole from the top of the lemon all the way through to the other side. After making the holes, she removes the skewer and holds the lemon over a mug and just milks it into the mug. Ah, so yes, I think that's very possible. But then the lemon has got to be a masochist, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and there's air coming in from the top, so maybe the juice flows better from the bottom. So there's no air lock. <laughs> Don't laugh. Don't laugh. No, you're right. Yeah. Would you do that? Would you try that from now on? I would on? try that. I would try that. We should try that. So uh, you're going to try it? Of course I'll try it. I'm definitely going to try it. Cyrus, I, I would be very proud if you, Cyrus, OBE, would <laughs> try a tip that we have brought to you and we have recommended to you. You've brought, you've brought so many tips to so many people over the years. You've done so much for us. If, if we can give you this back, this one <laughs> lemon milking tip. <laughs> hey, excuse me. You said the term lemon milking. Is it called lemon milking? Well, I just called Is it that. Is that your phrase? But that's because you're in Wales, my friend. <laughs> right, your next story in Froth of the Week Which is the frothiest of the three Three frothy stories Is it this one? Paleontologists have unearthed a piece of amber Containing two mating flies That were frozen in the act Doing it On the job in flagrante. What do you mean on the job? Doing it. Yeah, I know, but what? <laughs> at work. <laughs> Don't make me do the hand signal. For oh, fly sex. Fly sex. <laughs> right. Yeah. They were caught in the act 40 to 42 million years ago, mm. frozen in amber. They were among a, mon among a vast trove of prehistoric amber discovered in Australia, Lloyd, where you are, and Tasmania. Amber's really expensive. Is it? Yeah. I think it's less a... expensive if there are two flies fucking inside it. <laughs> I'd say it's more expensive. I if think two it would more expensive. It, like. If you wanted a lovely amber necklace and the and the central bit was two flies fucking, I'd be like, oh my god, I'm gonna, I have to buy it. Let's do that round your neck. <laughs> I love neck. your new necklace, Mrs. Jenkins. <laughs> What's that in the? Oh god. Oh god. This. What is? Are they? Are they is that what? Are they? Oh my god, he is. <laughs> I think he any is. precious stone would be devalued by having nah. two flies banging inside it. Nah. Yeah. Call me old-fashioned. Hey, the researchers say the mating flies could be the first example of what they call frozen behaviour in Australia's fossil record. That's what me and Sean call sex, frozen behaviour. <laughs> <That's like>, what? <laughs> <laughs> Where? Uh, what if it, imagine if it wasn't a good shag. 
Like if the woman fly was going, oh my God, this is awful. And that's the When end. will this end? Yeah, when will this end? And then it's frozen in time Never. forever. Never. And you're in a lady's necklace at a coffee morning. Yeah. Imagine having never-ending terrible sex. <laughs> With a fly. And then... With a fly. Imagine. I was imagining it was somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone close your eyes and imagine having never-ending, perpetual, it's, it's terrible what, uh, sex. It's what Sting's wife goes through on a regular basis. <laughs> God, can you imagine? Uh, All right, so how long is this going to take? Oh, 24 hours, right. Okay. Um, I need to get some milk out from the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. How much do you know about flies? I know very little about flies. They look exactly like, like they did. Yeah, mad. They're preserved exactly from 40 million years ago, preserved exactly like they did. You no, can even I mean, see the smile on his face. Yes, but do they look like <laughs> flies today? No, I think what they're mean, different do they look? Oh. genus. Have they evolved? You mean, does a fly from 40 million years ago look like flies exa- today? Is exactly the same as a fly yes. today? I reckon it probably is. No. Mad? I reckon it probably is. What do they is. look like? Though? I don't think they've evolved much. I think they've evolved perfectly. They were fine then, I reckon. Well, if it, if, if, it, if, if it was exactly the same as a fly today, then it wouldn't be of scientific interest. They could just go and look at a fly today. <laughs> <laughs> How much do you think flies are involved? I'll tell you what, they're exactly the same, although in those days they didn't have wings. They walked everywhere. I want to see Lloyd do a talk in front of loads of scientists and anthropologists and go, um, just go and look at a fly today. I mean... <laughs> Well, you think 40 million years ago... Yeah. Uh, right, humans humans didn't exist 40 million years ago, right? No. No. So flies did. That, yeah, but in that space of time, we've evolved from, um, you know, monkeys or whatever it was. I can't quite remember. But we've... <laughs> I can't remember. I, know, I wasn't there. <laughs> so a fly, a 40 million-year-old fly... Would I think would be markedly different to a to a modern day shit sniffer? I tell you what we need. What we need right now is a fly quiz. <laughs> we need to to put some of this to bed with a once and for all definitive fly quiz. I'm calling it. Uh-oh. Question one. Oh God. Fingers on buzzers, Lloyd. Charles, yes. are you ready? Question one. Fly quiz. If someone's zip fasteners inadvertently become unsecure, we tend to say <laughs> your what are undone. Fruit flies. Sean? Fruit but flies. You didn't buzz. I did. I said buzz. buzz. Oh, that buzz. could have been the fly. Oh, that could have been the fly. <laughs> Hang on, there's a fly in here. Let's change the buzzer sound. There's loads sound. of flies in here. Let's change the buzzer sound. <laughs> change the buzzer sound to a beep for today. Just for today. One off. One off. And beep. then when we do alarm quiz, we'll change it back to buzz. Okay. <laughs> okay. Your what are undone. Beep. Sean. Flies. Yes. Okay, Sean, one point. Lloyd, you're going to have to be quicker. <laughs> no points. Question two. How many wings does a fly have? Beep. Sean. Beep. Four. Four is fly the family. right answer. <laughs> Woo! Oh. Two God, points to nil. Is it an unassailable lead? No, because there's eight questions left. <laughs> Question 2A. Now what? we know that a fly has four wings. What do they use them all for? Beep. Lloyd Langford. Flight. It's <laughs> <laughs> the wrong answer. Beep. Minus one point. Lloyd, I'm deducting a point there. Dodging people with rolled up newspaper. What? Well, <laughs> I'm going to give you a point, yes. Yes. 
Because insects have four wings. They only use one pair to fly. Well, like. you should get one point, though. No, he said they use them to... to they, to I said, fly. what do they use them all for, was the question. Lloyd said to fly. That's wrong. They use two of them to fly. Ah. The hind wings, having evolved into high-speed sensors to allow advanced aerobatics, absolutely avoiding newspapers, boom, 3-0. Three, three plays minus one, Lloyd. Is it an unassailable lead? No. There's still lots of questions. Next question. Would you ever see an Inuit and a fly together in the same igloo? Beep. Yeah, Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, yes. Is the right would. answer. Tell me why, Lloyd. <laughs> because uh, they uh, often wear uh, animal skins and whatnot, and they're attracted... Uh, flies are attracted to recently Hi. killed animals. I, I mean, quite possibly. But that's not really the answer I'm looking for. They would, you would find an Inuit and a fly together in igloo because they are found in the Arctic Circle. They're abundant and found in almost all terrestrial habitats in the world apart from Antarctica. Mm. But the Arctic is Inuits, and yes, you would. Mm. Bit of a trick question there, and you fell right into it. Yeah. <laughs> Do I get a point? Yeah, why not? <laughs> well done, Lloyd. Congratulations, Woo! you're on no points. <laughs> Next question. How big is the biggest fly Beep. in the world? Oh. Please answer as a biscuit. <laughs> Beep. I mean, don't, you don't need to be a biscuit to answer. You, <laughs> you <laughs> do an, answer in relative. I was doing my hobnob impression. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the biggest fly in the world. Beep. Charm. A club. Beep. You're saying the biggest fly in the world like an is orange about club. the size of a club biscuit. Orange. Beep. Lloyd. I say a wagon wheel. Does that count a as a biscuit? A wagon wheel? Yeah, it does count as a biscuit. I mean, to be fair, yeah. wagon wheels aren't as big as you remember them, actually. But, <laughs> <laughs> no, I've realised this recently. When I was a kid, I thought wagon wheels were literally the same size as, well, a wagon wheel. Like a proper... <laughs> they were too big. A proper, you know, old... Uh, You'd get halfway through a wagon wheel and go, that, that's enough for me. That's enough chocolate now. And I didn't do that massive, with any other the chocolate. They were massive wagon wheels when we were kids. Have you seen yeah. the size of them now? I think they've brought out mini wagon wheels. I think that's the... I'm not talking about the mini wagon wheels. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> it's just another example of broken Britain. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not an idiot. I know that a mini... It's like me going, have you seen how young policemen are? And you go, that's not, that's not a real policeman. That's a child dressed as a policeman. <laughs> wagon wheels, I don't know if they've made them smaller or whether my hands are bigger or whether we're just bigger, but they look smaller than they did when we were kids. I don't know what's going on. They're I'll probably, look, I'll, I'll look into they're probably it. smaller. I'll have some answers for you next week. Lloyd must feel that way with footballs. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to give you club biscuit. Yes. I've got bourbon, but they are about, it is about the same size. It club. is seven centimetres or 2.8 inches, which is pretty much a club biscuit. I what think. kind of fly is that? It's the biggest fly in the world. Oh, you want to know? It is a Gauromidas heros. I'd kill for <laughs> a club biscuit right now. <laughs> you don't kill it, though. So you get you one. Next question. Come on, then. If the smallest fly in the world settled on a grain of salt... Oh, my God. <laughs> would you still be able to see the salt? No. Bzz, beep. Yeah. Bzz, beep, yes. The answer is yes, Lloyd Langford. Into positive territory. One point. <laughs> <laughs> what if you were up really close to it? Beep, yes. You'd still be able to see the salt. Is the right answer? Another point. <laughs> God, he's, look at his closing the gap. Three, two. 
<laughs> the smallest fly in the world is Europlatea nanakininhali, which at 0.4 millimetres is smaller, considerably smaller, than a grain of salt. Even if you're up close, you can, as long as you maybe looked under it a bit and stuff like that, you can still see the salt. The Fly is a 1986 US movie in which got Lloyd be good on this. He's good on films. He's good on films. What's it? Uh, Sean? Okay, right. Uh, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> yeah. Woo! That's not the answer. Well, he's, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum is the answer to most things in life. Yeah, but not this. Okay. This is one of those rare questions that Jeff Goldblum isn't the answer to. What quote from the film has now passed into popular culture to the point where you probably didn't even realise it was from that film? Beep, he wouldn't harm a fly. No, that's from Psycho. <laughs> he wouldn't harm a fly. That's from Psycho. What? That, that's from Psycho. No, it's not. It is, it's the last line. He wouldn't harm a fly. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Lloyd will know this. Lloyd knows about well, film. I know this. He's I've a film student, Lloyd. Is he gonna, so he's am got I. a degree in stu- so film. So am I. You haven't got a degree in film. I have, from Cardiff University. Exactly. Lloyd's <laughs> <laughs> well, got a proper one. What, from LA? Yours is in journalism. <laughs> and film and broadcasting. Ah, oh, but Lloyd's is just film, isn't it, Lloyd? <laughs> I know. Or is it media studies? I forget. Film and television. Film and television. What is it's it then? the last line Quote in from the film has now passed into popular culture to the point where you probably didn't even realise it was from that film. What is that line? Uh, beep. Lloyd. Just when you thought it was safe to go back into the teleporter. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, is a brilliant adaptation of Psycho's Just We Thought It Was Safe to Go Back in the Shower. <laughs> nah, it's, it's, I know it's George Just When You Thought It Was Safe to Go Back in the Water. <laughs> In Psycho, at the end, when you're looking at his face and he's just staring at the camera, it's really terrifying, and that's the line. Is it? Yeah. Well, it's, you're it, wrong, anyway. It's the wrong film. It's the wrong film. Yeah, I failed my degree. Wrong film, wrong era. <laughs> Did you? No. <laughs> <laughs> Quote from the film? To the point you didn't even realise it was from that I told you. Be afraid. Be very afraid. No way. That is from The Fly. You wouldn't even have thought it, would you? No. No? No. Well, is it a scary film? I've never seen it. No points. Yeah, it's not, I don't it's think not pleasant. I could, but I don't think I could take Jeff Goldblum as a fly seriously. <laughs> you would if you walked in here now. <laughs> He's a good actor. Wiry. He is a great actor. Brundlefly, whatever his name was. I've never yeah. seen him. Bit of fun. He, does, he doesn't go instantly from Jeff Goldblum to a fly. <laughs> oh, okay. No, no. He he's sort of like... But ha- is it like Teen Wolf? Like, where he's in the mirror going, ding, 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 and he's becoming fly-like. It's what? less light-hearted than Teen Wolf. Oh, okay. Right, that's the serious <laughs> quiz over. The <laughs> scores are 4-2. Okay. To Sean. Sean's the winner this week, 4-2. Sean, well done. That's amazing. Just as a bit of fun, because <laughs> that was quite a serious quiz. Just for a bit of fun, a little extra tip bit for you, and for people at home. Film Review's website, Rotten Tomatoes, you've all heard of it. Yeah. The film has a 92% approval rating, The Fly. This is a bit of fun. I'm told the feeling is mutual. The Fly really likes Rotten Tomatoes too. <laughs> That's just, did you make a joke? Yeah, a little bit of fun. But did there, you just, write that? Just to lighten the mood at the end. <laughs> That's the, end of, that's the end of the quiz. So did I win? Yeah, you won. 4-2. Four, Sean 4, Lloyd 2. Oh, we didn't do phone a friend. Oh. I'd quite like to do phone my agent. <laughs> <laughs> what, to, to book you back in for the next one? Of course. We can do that, we can do that now, Lloyd, if, you, if it's easier. <laughs> <laughs> Save your agent getting involved. We can just do it now. 
Right, time to choose which one is the frothiest of the three three frothy stories. Is it the uh, new lemon squeezing technique, the dog sitting down to roast dinners, or the oh the flies frozen forever in amber? Choose now. I'd say the dogs uh, eating. Sunday dinner. So would I. Let's go with dogs eating Sunday dinners. Congratulations, dogs eating Sunday dinners. You are this week's Froth of the Week. Woohoo! Right, that's all we've got time for. Thanks for listening. And thanks to special guest Lloyd Langford. Thanks to Cyrus Toddywalla. And thanks to Keith, 41, from Chesterfield. You can contact us at The Froth Podcast, where you'll get extra froth content. And don't forget the exciting new email facility, No Poo Stories, Please. Our email address is hello at thefrothpodcast.com. If you enjoyed this nonsense, don't forget to like and subscribe and rate us at five stars. This podcast was a Llanbobble Vision production produced by Barry Castagnola at Russell Up Productions. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.